All right, let's do it. I won't count in because I left that in last time. So, <laughs> well, honestly, he couldn't resist. Could no, he? I'll tell you. Well, when I make a mistake, it's and when I sound like an idiot, I've got to just sometimes explain. Well, sometimes we count. Well, come on, count us in and start the show, will you? All right, here we go. Three, two, and one. Perfect. Oh, there we go. We're on Perfect. our way. Let's go with Pete uh, with our first question. Ah, uh, from Pete the Bronco. Love the show, boys. What is your favourite sports movie? I don't know what to see, really. Three minutes from the biggest battle in our professional careers all comes down to this. And here, we either die as individuals. Oh, any given Sunday. Yeah. Any given Sunday. That's it's a great it. speech. Would that be, I would say, because I like that movie. I wouldn't have it as my favourite, but I, I very much like that movie. It's a comfort but movie. But that's the me. best speech. Yes. That is the best sports speech. Yes. Kurt Russell and Miracles, a pretty good speech, because it's word for word. From the actual USA coach from 1980. Oh, really? But I think Pacino has awesome. covered. <clears throat> Have you ever seen The Damned United? Nope. Fantastic movie about a legend um, called Brian Clough, manager, English. Mm. Uh, didn't mind a drink, but also incredibly charismatic. Played by Michael Sheen. He went from um, sort of the backwaters of English football, turned... Uh, Derby County from a minnow into a powerhouse. Mm. The club he hated and the manager he hated was, was Don Revy at Leeds. Don Revy retires, Leeds gets Brian Clough, and it's a disaster. Oh. It's a fantastic movie. What's it called? United. Damned United. Mm. The Damned United. It was a book and then turned. But he's humble. Michael Sheen as, as um, Clough. Is phenomenal. That would be my favourite. Mm. A little bit off. Not. It's not pure sports movie. It's a bit of a uh, uh, romantic element to it as well. Jerry Maguire oh, is uh, right up there for me. And also, have you seen the Football Factory? The English version of it got turned into Green Street Hooligans, I believe, mm. with a big name. But the English version is very good. It's about uh, hooliganism. All right, over there, it's cracking. I read a great be violent. I read a great book on hooliganism once. It was about Millwall. Yes. Is that what this movie's yes. about? And what was fa- what I found fascinating was the planning that went into the mm. hooliganism. So they would basically map out. It was like robbing a bank. They would map out where the opposing, what train the opposing fans would be on. Is this what's covered in this movie? Essentially, yeah. And basically, they would make sure they are in a particular spot at a particular time. Wow. So they can bash the living hell out of them. Before the game and after the game, it was their that was their release. That was their pleasure. Loosely, yep. loosely related to football, it's what brings them. They they they're crooks yeah. essentially. But but what brings them together is um, football, and it's it's a it's a cracking movie. What is your favourite Rocky? Four, Dolph Lundgren. So I I would have three as my favourites. Not obviously by three and four they're rubbish, but they're fun. <laughs> no, they're fun, but they're they're not. Rocky One's the only serious movie. Ivan Drago. Ivan Drago's good. That's very yeah, good. Yeah, he only says 15 words in the whole movie. Does he? And he and Sylvester Stallone hated each other's guts. Really? Yeah. What did he get? Do you know what he got paid for the movie? That must be the highest dollar to word ratio. It's a very good question because I, I think he was, the name sort of rang Not really known for his dialogue was, anyway, though. But, but he, was, he was... He wasn't Dolph Lundgren. Dolph, he, like he became Dolph Lundgren after this, yeah. but he was sort of. I think he'd been in uh, something before that. Uh, but there we go. So there's our. Geez, we've got a. 
a, a wide range of movies there, didn't we? Nominee okay. for the Sandlot Kids too. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I've yes. never seen it. You've never seen it? And I, I've heard it's very good. Oh, the that's, a, that's a coming of age classic. Though. That's a brilliant yeah, yeah, movie yeah. and some young superstar actors in it. Um, terrific. I'm trying to... Oh, this is... Speaking about words, paid per words, I came across this. Moist Buddha posted this. <laughs> Owen Wilson has made around $217 million yeah. from his movies. Would that be right? Yeah. Because yep. he's been in a lot, and he was a headline act for a while. He averages around 3,500 words per movie in 47 movies. That's about $1,324 per word. All right. Wow was 102 of those words. <laughs> Owen Wilson has made roughly 135000 from saying, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? That's good. Uh, this comes from Moist, Mo- Moist Buddha. Moist Buddha. He's got way too much time in his head, but that's very good. Okay. Uh, what is a sports movie that everyone loves but you just have no time for? Ooh. That's, I should have uh, sort of put that in the hopper for yeah. uh, later. You know, I'd, I'm a little bit allergic to some of the American carry-on, mm. and a lot of their movies do have said carry-on. So I, can, I could probably think of a few. Mm. I'll give you one. Way. Field of Dreams. I think it's so schmaltzy. Mm. I know it gets fathers and sons, and it's the people. Who's in? Who's in that? That's Kevin, Kevin Costner. 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 God, you are young. Build it, and they will Kevin come. Co- and uh, James Earl Jones. Yeah. It, to, it, it was to the kid falls off the the thing. He could be dead, and the parents either it's bad acting, just have no concern for this kid. Anyway, that was just a moment. What about Rudy? Have you seen Rudy? That's a that's a classic. Yes. Football show. Yes. Uh, that's Sean Aston, isn't yes. it? Uh, Notre Dame. Yep. Yeah, that's a, that's a good story. But you see, you can't say anything negative for a movie <laughs> that you hate. Okay. All right, next question. <laughs> uh, from Shane Campbell, what is your take on the current standoff between the players and the NRL? Ooh. Oh, look, to be honest with you, Shane, I haven't got myself too invested in it. I find the whole thing a bit boring. It's very dry. It's very dry and boring. It, it does feel like a massive ego clash. I, I don't understand why we can't have the independent intermediary. I, I don't understand that. Yeah, this is where I think the players, actually, their argument looks its best when they say, yeah, give us an intermediate, give us an independent and we'll, we'll accept the umpire's decision. When they say that, you go, oh, okay, well, they must mm. be pretty confident about their Correct. position. Correct. So that's, that's the only thing I think there. On the other side <clears> of the coin, I, I can see, you know, the fans saying, okay, well, the average salary is 400K, and um, I, I'm just a bit over it, to be honest. I, I hate that. Uh, sorry, Sean, let no, me say ahead. this. I hate that argument. Oh, players are ruining so much money. Yeah, because they're bringing in that much money. And they freaking work so that's hard right. to get I there. don't care if, if a player earns 800000 I don't care that it's 10 times more than a plumber. You know, yes, I get a plumber works hard. I'm not deriving. I've been a sparky and a tradie. Right. right? And I can tell you now, and, and it's with all respect to all the tradies, they aren't working anywhere near as hard as these blokes are and, and going through what these blokes are going through, right? So, yes, they're earning a lot of money, but they've worked their asses off. I understand. And it's supply and demand. I mean, if you're bringing in billions, you're entitled to your fair share, exactly. your, your, your slice of the pie. I, 
But that's not really what <coughs> you're arguing. Your salary cap. It's all this other. It's all the and stuff. This, this is where, if it was just about money, then I reckon people would actually care. But it's there's a lot of dot points that don't seem to be about money. That seem to be more about fundamental rights and that whatnot. But I'm I'm the son of two staunch uh, unionists, so I'm I'm going to be siding with the players to an extent. But the, my take on it is I hate unions. They've completely lost the and it's no surprise. But it's been won in the media. The NRL is holding all the cards. And I reckon if they had their time again, the RLPA probably would have played the media a little bit smarter at the top. And that's where they lost this. Yes. Because as soon as they took, they took their stance, which I think has no effect, you've put the people you need on your side, you've put them offside, right? You need to sell your story. I said this when Clint Newton was on Triple M, and it was a very vigorous argument with Gordy and James Super. And I actually thought... His points were well made, but he made them in such a, I thought, condescending manner that he came off looking patronising. Mm. And I thought that he hasn't actually, Clint has done himself any favours. Mm. You can't turn, you can't, you cannot offend the media. I know you think, well, why is the media so special? Well, they're selling your story. But both parties now are so far down the pitch. You've got to keep marching on now, particularly Clint. Yeah. If he doesn't march on, then it only ends one way. There is nil by unity ticket in this. <laughs> is there? Well, what have we got? We've got, there's only one thing that matters. Do they go on strike? It's the only thing that matters. When though? Do you You're not going to strike now. There's, there's teams who need two points. You know when they missed their chance, Joel, I thought was the trial, the pre-season challenge. Remember, remember the, the, the first day of the pre-season challenge, which is now a television event, it's a Fox event, two weeks, playing for a trophy. No one cares about the trophy, but they're playing for something. And I was driving up to Gosford, calling whatever the second game was, waiting to see if the first game started, if the players were going to turn up, because we weren't sure they were going to take the field. And I was ready to turn the car around and go home. That's how, remember, that's how close it was. Anyway, they decided at the last minute, we're not going to talk to the media, but we're going to play the games. If they're ever going to strike... They were the games to strike because it would have had an impact on the broadcaster. So you would have got them. You, it would have been some breach of contract. But in the end, I don't think the fans would have been that bothered by missing out on trial games. Do you think they'll? Do you, you think they'll miss the Dalliums? You, but again, Dalliums. It's a nice event, fun to go to. Yeah, that's probably the next thing that will go. But it also but boosts it their own award, doesn't it? It boosts their own award by doing that. So, that, so there's a yeah. There's a reason to do that. There is a reason. There, there is a positive to it. How many people watch the Dally M's? Hundred thousand. I don't think it. I don't think it. It hurts or um, does the other side any favours if they miss that. That's going to be forgotten very quickly. It's a dot ball for all parties. So. It just yeah. means if, it costs if, someone a Dally M. If PVL, I think he would happily dig his heel if that's the. If that's what's on the line. But there's no way. It doesn't seem like much to. Give away. There's no way they're going to go on. The only thing I, well, what I can see, what I can see happening is I'll get through to the end of the season because we're only five weeks away, six weeks away from finals. There's no way there's going to be strike action. And then there's going to have to be some sort of deadline in the off season where the players are, okay, we are officially on strike. Into You know when they do it, pre-season training, because then that does start to have an impact, but it doesn't bother the fans because the fans aren't missing out yet. 
but they don't turn up to training. Tough one for the players because then all of a sudden you get the, you can easily see cracks starting to appear where people are going, I'm actually quite happy with what we've got, you know, and the coach is getting the shits. Come on, boys, just get it done. You, you could quickly see this all coming apart. They're not paying for membership. The NRL pays for the membership. Yeah. And this is what your parents as unionists would understand is, is, is the company relies on scabs and relies on the cracks. They, they, they play the game hard to create disunity among, among the troops. So um, that's, jeez, uh, we got very deep there, yeah. didn't we? All right, let's let our Melbourne brethren go to lunch. Thank you, everyone. We'll be back next week. What's the email address? Get them on site at sportsbet.com.au. Yeah, we're not doing that anymore, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> talk to you next week.